number one, California, here we come, right back where we started from. Hustlers, grab your guns, your shadow wizard done, driving down the 101, California, here we come. Right Welcome to the OCD, bitch, the show where we take an in-depth, episode-by-episode look at the seminal an underrated primetime soap over the early aughts, The O.C. I'm your host of the evening of a very special episode. Why is it very special? Because it's a part three episode on one episode of The O.C. season two. But even more importantly, number 50. This is The O.C.D. Hey. number 50. I'm your host, Mike Gravano. With me, as always, is Ryan. So there are some podcasts that will tackle an entire season of a show uh-huh. in one episode of their podcast. Yep. And we said no. Do you remember when I used to get a little bit touchy? Like I was super cool about it. I was fine. Brave, I think some people said, uh, about like how we would never get to the second season. Uh-huh. Have we been talking about the Christmas card that almost wasn't longer than the first season? It feels like it. This is part three for the Chris Mika that almost was not. And maybe we're just so afraid of burning through the second season, we're like, no, let's slow it down. Not just the second season, but this particular episode. It just changed TV. all of pop culture afterwards. Human life. I, Star Wars wouldn't be the same. No. And I get it. This is why J.J. Abrams bailed uh, after, on that trilogy and then came back because he rewatched and wouldn't know. Wait, so first time, I'm out. Second I'm out. time, I'm back yep. in. That's how powerful this show is. It can make you do a flip-flop. Do you want to recap what we've done before? Sure. Go for that. Nobody is Chris McKing yet. Yes. At all. Everybody. Well, could you actually do it in like a uh, like Christmas Carol type, like sort of rhyming poet thing? Kind of like, there once was a... Nope, that's, <laughs> that's a, a limerick. limerick. <laughs> Give me... what I can't think... What, you're a mean one. Nope. Mr. Caleb. So, uh, tis the season. To be jolly. And then fa la 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 la. Yeah, no, they get what we've talked about before okay. then. How does the fucking Christmas Carol. Arose such a clatter. Yeah, that's. Okay, so d- start from the 72nd line. <laughs> I, I cannot think of any Christmas things right now. Um, oh, holy night. Oh, no, what yeah, a no, night. it's gone. <laughs> it's all gone. The memory of Christmas is what. Did Grinch win? How many fucking emails are we going to get? First of all, that we've been calling it a Christmas carol when we were clearly. Oh, so it was the night before Christmas. The night, and all through the house. If you remember the name of the thing, then we launch us. Okay, so it was the day before Christmas. And all through the county, everybody wanted to know why Caleb paid bounty. Sandy found out a daughter there was. And Ryan had no idea who Sergeant Slaughter was. <laughs> That's true. Wait, your rhyme was and was. <laughs> yeah, but daughter was and Slaughter was. That counts as a rhyme, right? S- sure. No. That still was. And are you going to be the guy in the fucking front row of the freestyle rap battle? Who's like, oh, that is a slant rhyme and, and I do not enjoy it. Push up everybody's glasses around me. <laughs> no, 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 no. The so- best thing to do if you're front row at a rap battle a freestyle rap battle is to go around touching everybody's face. <laughs> I think that's going to work very well for you. But then you just whisper rap battle rules, and, and they're so confused, you're a ghost who floats on before they can do anything about it. Like Christmas ghosts. Like Christmas ghosts, it's all connected. Who do you think the ghosts of this show are? The ghosts of this show? Of this episode. Of this episode. What the fuck does that mean? Like, who's well, the Patrick Swayze? The ghost of Christmas past is there to teach you about everything... You thought your past was hard, but here's all the good you ignored. Okay. And then the ghost of Christmas present is... They, I mean, they, they wrap it, and give you presents. They wrap and give you presents and then push up everybody's glasses around their face. It's a rap battle. And the ghost of Christmas future is really just to say, you're going to die. Okay, so I think that Sandy is the ghost of Christmas future. 
Like the whole time to Caleb. He's like, dude, you don't understand. Mm-hmm. This is bad. Just tell people about your daughter. So Renee Wheeler is the ghost of Christmas past. Right. Or I, um, Kirsten's mom. Who we never meet? Right. But she's just always there, like so sad and depressed. Just always sad at like what her family has become. Okay. So you don't get the analogy. Uh, no, the ghost I, of Christmas past is never sad. Me changing it She's on the, the fly to something better doesn't mean I don't get it. Yeah, that's the good rules of improv, bitch. So, Chrismica has not yet, not even started to not happen. Uh-huh. Everybody's still excited about it, but is worried that Caleb might go to jail and he's going to go to his grave. That's where we're at right now. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to dig into the Chrismica preparations. Ryan. Where we're at here is Seth has decided he's afraid that Chrismica isn't that popular yet. So he's going to blow it out in one day. He's firefesting this shit, I believe we said last episode. And I mean, he's, he's pulling out all the stops. He's going to go around and uh, pub, give it pub, yeah. to like four people that he is very close to that already know, know about it. Yes. And that's how you get something kickstarted. Hey, you've heard about this, but you don't want to talk to me anymore? Please come. Mm-hmm. That's how I did my wedding. Uh, I want it to be the biggest wedding ever. But I don't want to meet new people. I just want to go to the people who has said, get out of my face for the last two years. And you got your wish, sort of. Nobody came. Nobody came. And that was, I reverse psychology an entire wedding. Uh, he invites Summer and Marissa, because he just kind of runs into them. And their response is, sure, whatever. Because we're free on Christmas. Mm-hmm. Or they both realize, well, she hates her stepmom, because Summer has a very sad life that the show just decides to keep funny the whole time. If she was just one level up in the cast... It would be one of the most melodramatic stories. But I, I have to assume that Summer's stepmom is Vera from Cheers. That's Norm's wife. Mm-hmm. Norma Vera got a divorce, and then Vera married Summer's dad. Okay. Is that headcanon, as the kids call it? Yes. Is that just a cool way of saying, I made this shit up, but want to be able to talk about it to other people? I think that's when you slurp on a can until it comes in your mouth. I like that a lot. Right. I do not like headcanon, but I like your headcanon. Well, thank you, you very get much. Get it, Nick Cannon? A lot of people are telling me that. Uh, and Marissa, I think, says yes because she realizes that's what her family is doing. Well, yeah. I mean, her mom's going to be there, which yeah. is the worst. But Jimmy has this. Jimmy doesn't have a lot to do on the show right now. And or in life. Probably ever. never again will like Tate Donovan get a really meaty plot line. Um, but the show has him do things every once in a while, like tell his daughter, hey, I, I don't want to hang out with you. So you can go be part of the drama. <laughs> Ah, uh, Daddy's going to keep sipping mimosas in the middle of the week on his boat, so please go away. I thought getting caught by the feds when you were 15 would make you not want to talk to me. It has not worked yet. Also, uh, do you notice that Jimmy's like, he's never like, oh, I'm just going to take the boat out on Christmas? Like, has he ever? Oh, he does not know how to sail that boat. Or the only boat that Jimmy could afford was just an engineless one. Like, it doesn't work. Yeah. So all he's doing is just renting like a stationary apartment it's on the dock. It's a fucking water camper. <laughs> just sink immediately. Uh, so that's what the girls are doing. They're just like, sure, Seth, we'll go to your fucking thing, but we won't be excited about it, even though they both are. They're both. They both are, but you don't let Seth know. You don't let Seth know because and, it, and like they're not being assholes. Like when Seth gets excited, when you give a little bit of Seth a cookie, like you will never hear the end of it. That was my favorite book in that series. If you give Seth a cookie? If you give Seth a cookie, he's going to be a prick about it and make it all about him. Do you remember uh, if you give Zach a cookie? He'll probably ask for more Yoo-Hoo. Guy <laughs> yeah, who fucking loves you And call it a chocolate soda. <laughs> like a weirdo. Uh, so Julie 
who had pestered her way into this work meeting that Kirsten has said she got, uh, is now over two hours late to the meeting. And her and Kirsten, uh, she's like, oh, my battery must have died. That's why she was two hours late to a meeting. I don't, was this an early morning meeting? Mm -hmm. It seemed like it was in the middle of the afternoon. And then, because the show is funny sometimes, right, as Julie tells her, hey, I know the CEO, but I did miss this meeting by two hours. It's because my phone died. Uh, Jimmy calls, even though she just left Jimmy, and it was uh, her special ringtone for him. What was the special ringtone, Ryan? Do you remember? So, from Julie's purse, we hear a very 90s, late 90s, like into the early 2000s version, midi version of Do the Hustle. Oh, I, I was like, that's in the 70s. I get what you're saying. The MIDI version is yes. that. Like, it sounds like a very 90s phone. And, do, 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 and do, 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 I, do, I think do, this do. might be the earliest Yanni Laurel of the time because I heard a very late 90s, early 2000s, Hungry Like the Wolf. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, maybe that's right. So I have Hustle Like the Wolf. Should <laughs> we compromise? Um, but Kirsten perks up immediately and uh-huh. says, that's that, Jimmy's that's favorite Jimmy's song. favorite song. Which is the greatest thing I've ever heard. It one no matter which song it is shows you how lame Jimmy is. Uh, two shows how smart Kirsten is, but that's also Julie will always be jealous of Kirsten and Jimmy. Uh huh. And even though she might say, "I'm not doing this to like power move Julie," you don't tell somebody you know what their husband's favorite song is unless you're like sniff my dick. <laughs> unless you are like that, and you might be. We don't know. But sure, you're right. But I didn't notice any of that. Because Jimmy Cooper, at some point, was at a disco bar uh-huh. in the late 70s, probably all coked up on Yoo-Hoo chocolate soda, <laughs> and said, this Do the Hustle song, this, uh, this song that's eight minutes of this one repeated refrain, I will choose this to be my favorite song of all time. I'm going to do the hustle and or be hungry like the wolf for my entire life. And it makes sense, too. Like, uh, double entendre, because what does uh, Julie spend her life doing? It's hustling. the hustle. Every day she's hustling. Every day she's hustling. Uh, and then Julie, who is like the queen of scheme, cannot fluster, is only just like, blah, 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 and like backs out of the room, blabbering to nothing. Meanwhile, one of the coldest things I've ever seen Sandy do. Drink that Slurpee. Drink that Slurpee and just go brain freeze, ow, ow, ow. Uh, Ryan is very excited because Lindsay hates the holidays and Ryan has convinced Lindsay to come over. And Sandy's just like, no, why? And he's like, oh, that's not something Sandy would say. Uh, how serious are you two? Which was, mm, ow, buddy. Just be real with them. What are you thinking if you're Seth and Ryan? Like, is, is Sandy so into Ryan and Marissa that, like, he just wants to get us back together? For sure. The way, like, past aunts and or French teachers of mine have been about my relationships. With them. With them, specifically. Uh, It was weird when my aunt taught me French. Uh, (laughs) And it's Sandy, like, Ryan looks so confused. And Sandy's like, I mean, we have a pretty liberal open door policy. You live here now. But not Lindsay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He does not do a good Sandy job. It's, yeah, I mean, I guess that he's under a lot of pressure right now. Right, And it's hard to uh, think of every line for two days like it always seems like Sandy is doing. Mm-hmm. Every line of dialogue. But man, his reaction, like he is for some reason holding nine different barbecue tools, drops them all. Drops just, every just time. Drops everything. Uh, and then turns around and like there, it's clear what's going like that something is up. And isn't that the parent, a parent's number one job is to just make sure that your kids know that nothing is ever up ever? Right. 
like when I lied to my parents and did a bad job, eventually I felt better about it because I was like, I'm the kid. I'm supposed to do a bad job. But when they fuck up, that's your one job in life. Or the other thing that we can learn is um, no one's going to notice if you drop one barbecue tool. Only have one in your hands yeah. at all times. Don't Dick Van Dyke that shit Because you could have said, oops, I dropped the single barbecue tool I was holding. For an unrelated reason. I'm sorry. Repeat your question again. My hands were covered in brow cream. And you know how much brows I have. Uh, so what he does after he drops all the tools, he... Let's them know Renee Wheeler is involved in the Caleb case. He's like, see, it might be awkward. Even though none of the kids, including Lindsay, know about the case. Yes. So, bad move. And then they do a fun, just uh, not Statler and Waldorf back and forth. They're like, ah, what is Lindsay? Yeah, let's vaudeville this up. But see, like right there, Sandy has saved himself. He said, you know, Renee Wheeler, kind of awkward. Uh-huh. Like, it's just, you know. And he could have gotten out of it from there. Until the kids are like, what is he? Caleb's hitman? Drug dealer? Secret daughter, and then he goes blah, 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 and drops more tools. Right. And so Seth and Ryan, as pretty big fans of the show The OC, right? Like <laughs> yeah, they oh know yeah. how the plot they lines go. They start riffing on different plot lines. They hit it in three, did you say? That's powerful. Yeah. The, the third one, they hit it. They know the rule of threes. All of a sudden, 24 more barbecue tools are in Sandy's hands, and they all just fly everywhere. Well, Rose is just in the kitchen tossing them to him <laughs> like some sort of kitchen based Cirque du Soleil show. Yeah, I mean, like, you weren't lying about the vaudeville act. Like, it's impressive what he's doing right now. He's on a unicycle. The last one is a literal slapstick, <laughs> which the subgenre of comedy is named for, Ryan. But uh, Sandy's face when he says secret daughter, like, now both boys know instantly, and it's not like a cheap, quick TV thing. Uh-huh. Sandy telegraphs it from a billion miles away. And then what I do like is he becomes Sandy again, realizes how mature Ryan is, and that Seth is also there. It's like, can we not tell everybody right now? Can you guys handle this the way you need to handle this? And then they decide if Ryan has to go uninvite Lindsay, then I, they should have murder on the train to this. But if Ryan has to go uninvite Lindsay, Seth has to go uninvite Summer and Marissa. Strangers on a train, this. Murder on a train. Okay, they should have murdered I didn't get each the other. Twist. On a train. Obviously, it was going to, yes, they just kill each other on Jimmy's non working boat. But uh, so Lindsay has to get uninvited. Yeah. Therefore. The other two girls have to get uninvited? Because he is afraid she'll walk through the hallways, I guess in three weeks when school comes back, because it's winter break, uh, and hear them talking about the Christmas cut that definitely did happen, <laughs> and then be so upset, because he's telling her it was canceled for some reason. Which, back then, that wasn't a term, but now we just we can just say that about whatever we want. Canceled? It's canceled. You're canceled. Oh, We're don't... all canceled. Man, if you people hear that you canceled, I gotta say it three I did times. something horrific. Yeah, it doesn't count until I say it three times. And you said three things were a third canceled. Mm. So we're all on notice. We're all canceled. Um, so Seth guessing, or Ryan and Seth guessing in three guesses what it's going on. That was a delight. But then we, and not super TVE, but then we moved directly into TVE mm-hmm. where, all right, we'll both go do this thing. And we all know that it's not going to happen. Right. And then it totally doesn't happen. Why doesn't it happen for Ryan? Ryan... Goes over to cancel with Lindsay, and she is she 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 does the classic TV thing of hey, I have something to tell you, and she says, "Let me go first. Yes, okay, which is always going to delete everything. And she is so fucking jazzed about Chrismica. She's never been this happy about anything, as far as we know. And she's like giddy. She's like high on. Well, she something. said she stayed up all night, and there's no natural way to do that. So it's chocolate soda <laughs> or some sort of pharmaceutical based chocolate soda. Man, I bet you who and Ritalin. That'll get you going. Oh, it will get your noodle going for sure. Kraft should patent it. Speaking of Kraft, Mike, um, that's the other thing that happens is that you, it, you, you might be able to bring her down from her Chris Mika high, but not if arts and crafts were involved. Uh, she made 
a bunch, not just one, not a prototype to see how people would like it. She made a half a dozen or more uh, yamaclaws. They are yamakas that look like Santa Claus hats. She did not focus group it. No, yeah. not a, no A-B testing in sight. Did not bring it to the board. She First thought, best thought. She did not shark tank this. Made them all. Uh, and the saddest thing she said, and why he uh, caves in, she says, it was fun, and I've never had fun this time of year. So Ryan's Ooh. fucked. But then, I think that blows the whole thing. Okay? I think that Ryan ruins the whole situation, uh-huh. but luckily Lindsay doesn't read into this. Right. He says, okay, and uh, she does the classic thing, but what did you right. want to talk to me about? And he says, the single grossest thing any Ugh. human being could say, can you pick up eggnog? Now, right there, she should have said, you're fucking lying. This whole thing is off, and you're lying about it because nobody wants fucking eggnog. Eggnog is disgusting. Look, you're preaching to the choir, brother. I sing in numerous choirs all over town. I hate eggnog. Do you want this thick, viscous, cold cinnamon drink that tastes like ball sack? Do you know where eggnog comes from? Do you remember the, weird th- the weirdest thing about Last Jedi is not... The <laughs> seconds of silence. It's that big cow yeah. alien that gets milked. It's just dyed alien cow milk. That's where eggnog comes from. It's Santa's reindeer's cow milk. <laughs> but the reindeer's come? own cows. Uh, you if, and I are a minority. Most people like eggnog in my life. Like. Why, why we are bonded together forever is you're the first person I met who didn't look at me like I was an asshole when I said fuck eggnog. But like, it's not a thing where like, oh, I just I don't prefer it. Maybe I'll find something else. Fuck that and yeah. fuck you, you loogie drinking Get son of a bitch. Get out of my house. I know you're the one who pays the mortgage, dad. Get out. Oh, God. Milk is gross enough. But what if we made it like taste Can fermented and rotten? and yeah. yellow. Can we do that real quick? Oh, don't pour it in a clear glass. Oh, oh, Jesus. Oh, you can see, like, wine should have legs. Uh-huh. It has fucking elephant-sized haunches. It tastes like legs, dead legs. If you ever wondered what uh, pee and poop would look like if they combined, it's eggnog. I ne- well, I mean, nobody wonders. Everybody kind of knows, but it's eggnog. No, I mean, and blended. Unless your toilet has a blender in it. Ooh. Or. Idea. That's the best idea you've ever had. We should Shark Tank this. We should not Lindsay it up and just make a bunch. The problem is it doesn't come with a lid. You're the lid when you're sitting on it. So it's going <laughs> to gonna get on you a little bit. <laughs> You know, normal toilet sounds. Uh, so that's how Ryan caves. And then Seth goes to Summer, and she does the same thing. Yeah. Uh, let me talk to you first. But hers is, I'm getting a Christmas tree. I'm going to make you come help me. That feels like an easy thing to back out of. Is he, Does he not because TV or because he's still in love with her? Does he not back out of it? Right. Um, well, yeah. I mean, yes. All of those things. He clearly is. And so... Not only does she keep him from like delivering the news, mm-hmm. um, but she also says, I'm really glad that now we are becoming cool and we're totally out of the field of this love right. thing. And now I'm going to kiss you on the cheek. Restarting all of it. We are just friends. You should shake hands and sign a contract. Mm. But no. Now I'm going to kiss you to let you know how good of friends we are and not in love. And yes, what she's doing is not wrong. Like Most human beings should be able to take... The fact that uh, uh, one human kissed the other human right. on the cheek, but Seth is like most white nerdy men, and he's a boy. Did she just propose to me? I think we're getting married forever. That is what he run home's thinking, and so he cannot say no to that proposal. So he goes, "Yep, see you tonight." With you're bringing your own Christmas tree, weird flex, but okay. And then just to add the slightest little twinkle on top of the star, uh, as far as TV in goes. Both Ryan and Seth think, well, the other one did right. it, so I don't have to. Never for once thinking, the other one is just as cowardly as I am. And then they both know when Seth goes, I'm sorry I fucked up. Hopefully I know you did it. And Ryan sheepishly hands him a Yama Claus and looks away. Oh, my God. My God. In an episode that is filled with moments. 
that might be the one where Ryan cannot even look Seth in mm-hmm. the eyes for two reasons. One, he's embarrassed, and two, he can't bear witness to Seth's reaction to the Yamaha. Because he loves it so much. We do have to take a break, but when we come back, everybody starts showing up at the Chrismica house. Ryan, the tension is mounting as all the Chris Mickey guests start to arrive. It's like they're all coming in and they're like, tension anyone? And everyone's like, what? They're like, nothing. We're not on a show. Shut up. <laughs> you said that. I'm going to enter the room again. Uh, Julie shows up, sees that Jimmy is already there and just openly in the kitchen. Nobody else is in there, but this I've never seen a kitchen with more causeways into it. Yes. We are not talking about a kitchen that it's like, on the fourth floor, two swinging doors, uh, way apart from the main event. Okay, that's a creepy kitchen. <laughs> that like uh, nobody can get into, and you need a like a password, and you have to put your eyeball on the eye reader. This is a kitchen that is very easy to get into, and and one of the walls is just glass doors, right? So everybody can see. And she runs up, and says, "God, I missed you all day," and then just starts kissing. And then they plan to meet in the bedroom, bathroom. They cannot even wait a day, even though her husband. Uh, his kids. They're all going to be there, but like, nope. More kids than she even knows. Which I know. That uh, feeling? Makes it hotter. I get it. But right. just be adults. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're definitely, they're either the two stupidest people of all time, which yes. I think one of them might be. But, um, or they, they enjoy the fact that, like, how the secrecy makes it hot, for sure. Yes. Uh, like, they can't even wait to get to the bedroom. They say, hey, I'll meet you in the bathroom. Which is on the way to the bedroom. Which bedroom do you go for, by the way? Seth's. You go for Seth's? Fuck him. You stare at the, that poster of Death Cab while uh, you get railed. Ba-ba, this is the sound of cheating. Uh, and Kirsten walks in, and they go vroom and push away from each other. But she definitely knows. Oh, man. You want to talk about TV-ing? Uh, most characters just are so, I guess, like self-involved. That they're already, when they walk in on two people kissing, they're already talking about themselves uh-huh. and not even paying attention. Kirsten stands there for like a solid 45 seconds going, I know exactly what was just fucking going mm-hmm. on. Are you kidding me? Just mumbling under her breath. And they're like, Kirsten, are you right? And she's like, I know everything. And this is clearly going to be the most dramatic thing that happens today. So we're going to focus on this for the entire time. Forever. Nothing will ever get worse than this right now. But. It's also, sorry to interrupt, but it's a little bit of uh, seed planting because. Kirsten also has no idea that, like, Kirsten probably thinks that this is the most dramatic the kitchen's going to be. Uh-huh. Like, how could the kitchen... The kitchen? For this the rest of the day... This is where we talk about what we'll do today. ...going to be any more dramatic than this right now, but it gets more dramatic. But right outside, Renee Wheeler is dropping off her daughter, Lindsay. And she's saying, are you sure you want to do this? We hate the holidays. That's kind of our thing. And I love Lindsay because she goes, what if we got over that? What if we didn't hate a thing because a guy left us... 18 years ago or however long i think that's very mature of Lindsay, even though she doesn't know the full story just be like no let's enjoy things in our life mother especially because i mean i would have broken i would have been like there's no way that somebody makes that last ditch effort to keep me in the car Mm -hmm. unless this is an emergency and i would have just i would have broken to the guilt like there's no way i would have gotten out of that if you were Lindsay, if i was Lindsay, you would not have the backbone she had no not at all but she sucks it up and and like her excitement mixed with her understanding that her mom's being weird, right? And it's fine if her if like there's no reason to be guilty. She is able to say, "Now nah, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna I'm gonna head in. I like these guys. I'm a mosey. I'm a mosey." And while she's moseying to keep the mounting tension, the kids are all playing videoed games, mm-hmm. and Ryan is sitting a normal distance away. 
because there's couches and he's on one. And Marissa's like, you could sit closer, you know, when you would only have to be half on her lap to sit closer. Like, Mm -hmm. be less thirsty, girl. And as that is happening and he's thinking about it, Lindsay walks in. And so Marissa looks guilty. Ryan looks guilty because that's just his face and he's assuming everybody's mad at him. And then they're all thinking, this will be the weirdest tonight gets. Yeah. And Lindsay has no choice but to uh, grunt like she just came home from a hard day at work, walk over to the counter and pour her a big old glass of eggnog and chug it all the way down. Thick nog up to here. And the problem is that Lindsay's wearing a skirt and everybody knows the worst part about eggnog besides the horrible, horrible taste and texture is that it comes directly out. It pours right through you. But Ryan, there's more. Cal shows up. And he's like, Sandy, you're right. I want to tell Kirsten. And no, I cannot wait. Just like my wife and her ex-husband, there's no waiting. It has to be tonight. Well, I mean, Seth is running around trying to get Christmas started. Uh-huh. But I don't even know if Cal thinks, like, knows that there's a holiday going right. on. Like, as far as he knows, like, why aren't we at work right now? What is everybody doing? This is Saturday night and Jesus is born tomorrow. You put on a festive sweater and you go to fucking work. Uh-huh. And while that is happening, Renee really is like, you know what, now. I got to talk to Kirsten. I should tell her. And then she walks into the house. And then it's a commercial break. The most beautifully timed commercial break in television goddamn history. I freaked out. Oh, wait. Did you watch? You didn't watch the DVD. You watched VHS taped off TV commercials. Uh-huh. What kind of commercials did they go to? They were pretty. It was a lot of Subaru. Subaru. Those hamsters were all the rage still. Oh, or, my God. Or just starting to be all the rage. Uh-huh. Geico was introducing us to cavemen. Yeah, I mean, like. We can tell time, like, we can tell human history uh-huh. by which Geico mascot oh, yeah. was going right then. Yeah, Nick Kroll had not yet been in that sitcom based on the commercial. Uh, Brad Paisley would just show up and be like, we should be at war, right? And everybody was like, yeah. Is Nick Kroll the greatest show yes. business story of all time? Yes. To go from, like, to A start in A failed the- <laughs> insurance sitcom into Nick Kroll? Into being Nick Kroll. <laughs> into the Krolliest? Yes. I, I do think he is the success story. Ryan Murphy will someday make the show about him in a few years. Oh, my God. Feud? Nick Kroll and Geico? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who the other person would be. No, just just say feud. Just call everything a feud. Feud. Uh, American Crime Story feud. <laughs> Isn't that what, the, what Pennywise said? He was falling down <laughs> feud. there? So, uh, when we come back from commercial, everybody just starts sprinting into the kitchen. Because uh, it's dinner time, somebody's ringing a bell, as Renee is telling Kirsten, what went down? Right. That the triangle's going off, right? Like that, that triangle is a ring a ding dinging. <sighs> and so uh, everybody is tense in the kitchen, right? Mm-hmm. All the adults are there. And then, of course, the kids are walking in saying, That was some good video games, but it's probably time to go to the kitchen for no right. reason. And everybody's saying their version of that. That was some good bathroom sex, but it's time to go to the kitchen for some reason. Uh, and then Cal is like, Nobody talked about anything. And suddenly, everybody who's about to spill their guts is like, Maybe I shouldn't. And the, one of the best Kirsten moments, she goes, like a, like a super villain, like a Dr. Doom says, nobody is going anywhere until somebody tells me what the hell is going on. And then this is kind of tv Ian, but Cal touches his two fingers together to freeze time mm-hmm. and then starts talking to the camera. But he doesn't actually have that power. Nope. So everybody turns around and is like, what the fuck, dude? This is, this is Alzheimer's, right? Like, yeah. He has lost his goddamn well, mind. Because he's not ta- talking like he would tell his daughter or anybody. He definitely is talking to a studio audience because right. he goes... 16 years ago, I made an error in judgment oh, that almost ruined my marriage. It's, it was the Thor Ragnarok. I bet you're wondering how I got here. Kirsten and Lindsay at this point, right? They don't know the details of Cal's story. 
uh-huh. but they sort of know. Yeah. Because sometimes, in your, all of the time in our lives, when we think that like something's up, we go to the worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. Kirsten and Lindsay do that too, and they're right. Yes. So like they almost know all of the stuff before Cal starts talking. And so with, they know that, and then Cal says, 16 years ago, I made the worst mistake any human being right. could ever fucking make. And Lindsay runs out of the house. Kirsten slaps him. And then Julie also walks up and slaps him. Okay, so let's talk about this. <laughs> this is this is Julie's guilt uh-huh. creating an opportunity yes. to like get some like stress out, right? Yes. There's no way it's anything else but that. But what about the fact that she doesn't just slap him with the hand? She picks up her slapping stick, and then mm-hmm. uh, Sandy Pratt falls down the stairs. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I was not the right moment. Not the right moment, folks. Be here all night. Do you love how Sandy goes full like reggae rap when he falls? <laughs> Uh, and a, a great little moment is there's all this drama. People are running after who's and what's. Uh, and it's the ballsiest Seth has ever been because Cal starts to talk to him. And Seth, like, doesn't say anything. He just waves him away. He just goes, mm, which is, like, not a bold move. But mm. for Seth, I not even me, Grandpa. Get out of the house. What we didn't see is that there was a tiny little gnat in front of Seth <laughs> that he was trying to get rid of. He goes, Grandpa, why are you sad? <laughs> just in his own head. Do you think you'll love me soon? Not thinking about it at all. Uh, and then Summer, because Summer and Marissa, everybody's running, freaking out, and they're both just, like, stunned. They're us. They're just popcorn and eating. And Summer goes, oh, suddenly my family doesn't seem that dysfunctional. And Marissa goes, you know, this is my family, too. And she says, sometimes I forget that. This is all confusing. Deadpooling it up years before Deadpool. And she's right, because it's hard to keep track of how many offenses are taking place inside of this kitchen. Summer's not being trite. Summer's not being beginning of season one summer. She's be- being like current summer. Right. She is confused as to how many things are going Who's on. Who's connected to who and why? And oh God, the ultimate irony, Mike, is just like a year and a half away. Do you know why? Why? Do you know who Summer's dad marries? Who? It's Julie. Really? She's going to get are in you and serious? all this. Oh yeah. Of course. That's insane. Of course. <laughs> I assumed Haley, but Julie makes more sense, I guess. Uh... I think we got to take a break. No, how everybody leaves it, because everybody suddenly has a mission, is Kirsten says, no, fuck you, Sandy, because you knew, fuck your client attorney privilege, locks herself in a bedroom. But before she does... Nope, nope, nope. Not a bedroom. Sorry, keep going. Before she can lock herself uh, in the closet, she chucks a vase at Cal's head, because he's ignored Seth's wave away, and has tried to come talk to her. I love a good vase throw. Kirsten is very upset. Uh, But it's a little confusing... Is it the wine? Uh-huh. She does enjoy that. Is it the heightened tension of a lot of people around? Because right. an audience makes everything seem worse. Nobody, the entire group at no point went, oh! No, as they should have. You can still feel that. Um, but what it seems to be for Kirsten is that this is now proof. Lindsay is living proof that Cal cheated on Kirsten's mom. Mm-hmm. But I can't believe that this is the first time this crossed Kirsten's mind. Kirsten no. is blind to her dad's antics. Yeah, she lets him get away with so much. So is she also mad at herself? I guess, or it's like the it's the whole like I'll I'll let you have a mistress as long as it's never rubbed in my face, mm-hmm. and now you're rubbing a sister in my face, <laughs> mm-hmm. and nobody likes it. Uh, so she throws the vase, locks herself in the closet, and here's where Seth actually stands up to him. Yes, because everybody's like ah, and Seth goes, I think it's time for you to leave. Yes, Seth. Yes, Seth steps up and says it in such a way like he could have like gotten violent, mm-hmm. and Caleb would have just like. Held him down with one hand. Right. But he didn't use it as a moment. No. He just said, like, here's what has to happen and says, Grandpa, I think that I think that you need to leave. And the cool thing about handling things that way is that Caleb really has no choice. Like it's a splash of water. Right. Probably 
the flower water from the vase that was thrown. Sure. That like, oh fuck, shit! If Seth, yes, Seth, Seth is stepping up to me, then I guess I have to bounce. This is worse than worse than a vase. Nothing's worse than a vase chucked to your head. But if if Kirsten did at some point pick Seth up and throw him at Caleb, he would have shattered exactly oh, the same for way. For sure, he they call him Mister Glass. Uh, Ryan, yes. The show, the episode is not done. Uh huh. But we are. Are you fucking kidding me, dude? We do have to leave for the week. But next week, when we come back, everything will wrap up and awards will be given out. And suddenly, we will find out if this Chrismica that almost wasn't actually happens. I have no idea yet. Should I go watch the end of the show? I think you should probably watch okay. the end of the show. Then you'll know. Thank you to the Holophonics. Stay gay, dads. And get me those GD Green Lantern JPEGs. California. California.